Welcome to the Elite Life with Trisha and Kylie. This is where we'll teach you how to develop grit, give yourself grace, and succeed in real estate. So let's dive in. Hello, 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 friends, and welcome back to the Elite Life Podcast, where we discuss all things business, entrepreneurship, and leadership. I am your host, Trish. What? Who are you? Who am I today? <laughs> I'm Kylie, and today we have a very special guest with us, Josh Pono, a real estate entrepreneur who has built and scaled multiple multiple successful businesses in the industry. Josh, welcome to the show. Thanks, ladies. How are you? We are. How are you? Good. <laughs> so, Josh, I have done a lot of internet stalking on you, as one does before they have them on their podcast or date them or even say hello nowadays, right? Yeah. Like, oh, you're my right. cashier. Let me check you out on Instagram real quick, right? Um, what I have found was that you have over a decade of experience in real estate and have helped hundreds of agents grow their business, which was what really caught me. Um, could you tell us a little bit about your background, how you got into the industry, how you got into the growing and scaling business? Tell and, us about you. And I want to know if you played sports as a kid. Yeah. Uh, all the above. Uh, so I, I played ice hockey as a kid growing up. There and, it is. Uh, Yep, and I still play ice hockey. Uh, play for uh, two or three different teams. I coach my son's uh, ice hockey team, so I'm on the ice five to six days a week, and uh, absolutely love it. Uh, real estate, uh, you know, I was really fortunate. Uh, I, I lived. Uh, if you've ever read that bo book, uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, uh, mm. I got to live that life a little bit because my parents, they were, uh, you know, very low income, uh, did not have a, a great understanding of business and finances. And my my grandfather by marriage uh, would uh, pick me up and, and take me to other places. And one of the things he always taught me was, uh, you know, buy real estate, invest in real estate, be in real estate. And, and so I got to see, you know, what happens if you make certain choices and what happens if you make different choices. I got to live that as a young kid. And for him, uh, very early on, uh, I just kind of had this internal feeling that I was going to be in real estate. And uh, it kind of happened by accident all of a sudden where uh, I got a job in uh, 2009. Uh, I couldn't get a job. I was doing construction with my father and uh, this internet marketing company selling $50 websites exclusively to real estate agents uh, was willing to pay me. And so uh, that was where I started real estate, uh, selling websites to real estate agents. And uh, it was 2009, so you know anybody in real estate knows that was a very interesting time to be in real yeah. estate. And, and uh, ignorance is bliss because I just thought it was that's just how agents were. Like I thought it was just a tough market, and I didn't know anything about what was going on in real estate. And I guess because I didn't know what a what a big deal it was to be trying to like help agents build their business in the middle of that that really tumultuous situation, I did really well, and um, I just kept getting recruited to. <laughs> bigger and, and better companies. I worked at Boomtown. Uh, you know, you guys know who Boomtown is. And, and I worked at KB Core and Inside Real Estate and, and really carved out a niche of being able to help agents understand more about lead generation and how to set up the right systems, you know, because so many people go out and buy leads, but, you know, it's like they don't have their CRM set up or their follow-up set up or they don't have the right scripts in place. And so I always was really fascinated about that. And, and I did that for about eight years. And 
and I got burned out. I, I didn't want to hear another single real estate agent ask me about what's the difference between sync and, and boomtown. And I was like, you know, <laughs> tired of teaching people how to do it. And so I, I also realized that uh, software sales pays about 3% of the gross sales. And then I was like, wait a minute, 3% for a $20,000 marketing program or 3% for a $600,000 house. Hmm. Time for me to get into real estate. So I, uh, I moved. <laughs> so I, I decided that it was time to move back. You know, I had traveled the country going to these different companies and helping them build their, their platforms and their products and their technology. And, and I moved back to San Diego and I had 50,000 bucks in the bank and, and I was like, I'm going to do it. And I'm just going to go all in and, uh, rented an apartment with my uh, wife and my, my, uh, two children and just started dialing cancel and expires and hammering internet leads. And probably started out, uh, I was 90 days in the business and I had a $4,000 realtor.com budget and, uh, was just calling leads. First year in real estate, we sold 33 homes. I, uh, six months in, I had eight escrows going and I decided that it was also a good idea to hire an admin and three buyers agents, even though I had no idea about training. And I was like, this is going to go, <laughs> this is going to go perfect. And then three right. months later, Three to four months later, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be a bankrupt here in a minute because I don't understand anything about the business. I know how to sell. I know how to get leads. I know how to convert the leads. But what happens when an appraisal comes in low? What happens when you know the RR gets out of, out of control? How to set really good expectations with clients? And uh, the first couple of years were extremely difficult for me in business because I I knew what I knew and I knew and I didn't know what I didn't know. And so mm -hmm. um, I was battling. I was struggling. I got into business with uh, Brian Kane, who's a uh, Gary Keller top 100 team. They were doing 120 transactions. He was looking to go to seventh level and he needed somebody that could help him with that. And so I took a jump and I, I let my team go, uh, parted ways with my best friend that was helping me run the team and, and went and did that for a while and, and just kept going to the next level, next level, next level. But uh, yeah, real estate, I got, I got into it a little bit different than most people. That's for sure. Yeah, but I love that because it's like you... I think that one of the reasons that you may have even got burned out is like with coaching or training, like you're selling this software and you're showing people how to do it, but how many people actually did it the way you showed them, right? Like we have follow-up boss, a boomtown just bought brokerment, we have brokerment and we have these people come in and they train the agents and show them and we're like, here's an amazing piece of technology, it'll change your life. And they're like, that's cool, we'll use it for five seconds and then never use it again, right? Yep. Like. <laughs> Yeah, so adoption, adoption is is the biggest challenge in our industry uh, that we face across the board, right? Like you can provide the best tools. It's like that old, you know, you can lead a horse to water but can't drink. And I don't mean to, can, you know, compare agents to horses, but the reality is is that if they're not going to use it, it's not going to get them the benefit. And and that kind of goes into stuff that we we talk about all the time with our systems. I always am trying to create systems where it has the least <laughs> about a least amount of agent responsibility to make it work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like if I can, the, the, the weakest link in the, in the chain in any type of follow-up is always the salesperson doing it. Whether you're talking about any industry, right? Like you can have the best systems, the best scripts, but if they're not going to implement it, you're not going to get the results. So right. uh, now that's hard to do, right? Obviously because agents got to follow up, but uh, that has always been the biggest challenge um, in real estate because uh, we just wear so many hats, you know, no, yeah. no pun intended. We wear so many hats and, and we downplay the long-term money because we're so focused on making sure we get that short-term money. 
Yeah. So true. So true. So many amazing And, and like, there. you know, you've clearly achieved a ton of success in the industry. Like, just jumping in, like, the numbers you shared, like, right off rip. Like, you're going at it. You're doing it. I love that you burn the boats. Like, we always talk about that on the show. Like, you got to burn the boats and get all in. I have people that come and they interview at our brokerage and they're like, well, I want to eventually get into this. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Like, oh. like, maybe you can close one here or there. But like you said, you wear so many hats. There's so much to learn. Like, the best way to become a quickly successful agent often is to burn those boats and, and go all in just like you did but it's scary it's risky right it's terrifying yeah it's, yeah it's so so what do you terrifying. think like are qualities that like make a great real estate agent right um i really i really think that people have to have that level of accountability or that level of commitment right like if if i don't you know when i started if i didn't sell then my family wasn't eating Right. My mm -hmm. wife was transitioning. She was we wanted her to be a, a stay at home. We didn't want somebody else to raise our kids. And and not that there's anything wrong with that. But for us, you know, I'm coming from a, my mother was 19 when she had me like I wanted my wife and my kids to have a tighter family connection. So it was like I had no choice but to go forward. And um, for me, uh, I was just talking about this in one of the office trainings. Like I have a mindset of somehow, some way. Right. Like, how are we going to get there somehow, some way? How's it going to work out somehow, some way? Well, do you have all the answers right now? Nope. But, some, <laughs> but somehow, some way we're going to get there. How do you know? Because it has to be. Yeah. And, and the other thing that, that I think is, is a major, major, major factor of the success that we have is that I focus on educating people so that they feel really comfortable about the decisions they're making. You know, there's a saying that we use in our office, it's in our scripting, and it's what we, we preach and teach every day is like, our job is to help help people get reliable information and a great education so they can make the best decisions for them and their families. And when all you focus on is making sure that they have a complete understanding of what's going on in the market, why is it doing this? What are the processes needed to be in place in order to have a great experience? What's their responsibilities to hit our timelines? And how can we just navigate this so that all of the negative clickbait doesn't affect them all of a sudden people start to allow you to help them the best way that you actually can because they're completely in that alignment and um being transparent with people and and setting really good expectations so that you don't have these things and that was the problem with my first year in real estate. I had no idea how to set expectations. So it was like, uh. I'd like put out one fire, but accidentally create another one. Right. Yeah. And so I think we all go through that. And it's like, you just got to focus on other people's needs and know that if you take care of people and the same thing for us as, as owners and whatnot, if we take care of our agents, they're going to take care of us. And if we take care of our clients, they're going to take care of us. And we don't have to worry about when are we going to get paid? We don't have to have commission breath and we can just focus. And and, it, and that's kind of where it's good to produce a lot because it allows that process to happen much easier. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it like everything you're saying, like we we just finished wrapping a podcast about um, My Stars Academy, right? So yeah. that is specifically everything you're preaching to. And one of the reasons why I was so excited to have you on the show, because we we vibe together to use the young folks uh, verbiage. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we vibe together on that education, right? That education. We talk about the buyer's consults in there and how you sit down and you educate the buyer and you set those expectations like literally word for word 
exactly what I just said. Like set those expectations. Then they don't get freaked out because like we were talking about earlier in real estate, it's not uh, if it's when it's not like, will a fire start? It's when is a fire going to start? Something's going to happen. Like it's inevitable that some, some, some moment in here, the train's going to go off the tracks. Like we can eliminate how often that happens by educating and stuff like that. But real estate, there's so many hands in the pot. There's so many cooks in the kitchen. It might be a title company person who misses one little number or oh the insurance guy didn't realize there's in a flood zone or the seller's disclosure oh, wasn't yeah. filled out properly right yeah. like there's so many variables but, but what i love about what you said is somehow some way because we're constantly preaching like everything is figure outable everything. everything is figure outable everything yeah. is figure outable and like i tell my daughters i'm like there's three answers in life you're gonna get yes no and later <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, like, obviously, you're a super pro at helping agents grow their businesses. Like, can you tell us, like, a little bit more and kind of unpack the strategies you use and that and that approach that you take to scaling? Because that's one major question. Like, you know, we teach a lot of new agents, but what about those those ones that want to scale and grow? That's what we're super interested in, kind of unpacking with you. How does that How does that work? Yeah, I mean the it's and it's a really big challenge too right because scaling comes from systems that are that can be replicated across the board and one of the challenges is that the the sales game is a churn and burn industry right like as a whole so like even like when you go out and you all right i'm going to scale i'm going to get internet leads i'm going to go get an isa the isa position is one of the most challenging to retain recruit and and you know develop right because it takes time to develop great sales reps like being a sales rep everybody wants the quick fix but so that's a that's a that's a challenge and and what we try to focus on um is just simply two things like you in in business you have your now money right you like i need money now and you have your long-term money and when you talk about scaling most of the most of the stuff in scaling is you're building the foundations for later and so it comes from uh, I call it system Saturday, right? Where Saturday, I'm always spending a little bit of time um, working on the systems or what are the processes that we just do over and over and over again, but nobody slows down to actually build it out. So if I have an agent that is, you know, they're saying, you know, hey, I had a, a client that was asking this, this, and this. It's like, well, answer that question for them and then immediately pause and make a video that says, hey, if you're a buyer looking for this type of issue, and you're looking for this type of answer, here's the answer currently, right? And make that content because videos will work for you. Videos is, is, is what I'm all in on and content because it's the only way I've found that you can really start to scale out that organic side, right? Because advertising is expensive. Mm-hmm. Hiring ISAs and having it churn is expensive. It's time consuming and, and it's possible, but building great content that people are going to find and it's going to be available at any time they want video is is huge for us yeah i love that too i love that idea of you know when when you come into a problem make a video about it have you came into this problem like that's that's so simple but also so like boom right like for sure for sure i literally when you said that i was like this thing and this thing and this thing all happened last week yeah yeah. And, and so that's, you know, cause, cause when we're working with the agents, it's like, and, and I, even when I'm working with the different office owners and stuff, they're like, we want to attract agents or we want to attract clients. Well, your clients are online Googling stuff left and right, right? Like they're, they're Googling for information and, and it's so hard to get reliable information because if I'm in California, the licensing laws are way different and the contract laws are way different than say Arizona. Right. Yeah. And so 
So when you're dealing with this stuff, if, if you've got somebody that, that is asking you a question, then somebody else is asking it on the internet, right? And, and people will say, well, what content, what value, just document your life, just process, just if everything you go through, build it out on video. Most of our content, most of the content that I'm doing are just chop ups of different, different conversations I'm having with agents. Mm. Love that lifestyle ministry, right? Lifestyle yeah. ministry. Like if, if it, like you said, if you're going through it, somebody else's too. And you mentioned like how you help other business owners and stuff like that. So is that a separate company, um, that you're growing and scaling other than your real estate brokerage, like going into other companies and implementing these systems and strategies. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Is that the, I'm going to say it wrong. The ponisms. Ponoisms. Ponoisms, yes. Tell us about ponoisms. So pono, ponoisms came out because uh, I would skip steps in the pro. I would skip questions. So like if somebody was asking me something, I would say the something and, and it wouldn't make sense to them. And it, and it was just because I had skipped three lines of questioning and jump right to the end. And so uh, one of my uh, one of my friends was like, is that a ponoism, you know, playing off that whole Bushism thing? And I was like, I guess so. And it just kind of stuck. But um what what my mission is is to elevate the sales the sales game i think there's a million coaches out there a million gurus and and people will ask us all the time you know like what's the difference between you and them and i'm like i'm patient and they they look at me like a deer in the headlights like you're patient i'm like everybody's going to tell you that they're phenomenal and they're incredible and they're gone within six months so i'm not upset that you don't believe me i'm not upset that you've heard it all you know you sound like everybody else but in six months nine months 12 months 18 months we're going to be bigger we're going to be louder and we're still going to be here so it's fine you know with those initial reactions and ponoisms is just simply uh uh almost like a mamba mentality i'm a huge mm -hmm. kobe bryant fan um in fact you know, I have I have Kobe shoes that never go outside the house. Right? Like, Those are his house shoes. Yeah. And it's funny because people will send me pictures of like people out and about in Kobe shoes. I'm like, they're wearing them outside. Like <laughs> you don't do that. But but it, it's more of a it's more of a uh, I want to help. I want to help people realize that there's a difference between training and coaching and development. And what, what I'm working on is, is elevating the game to where people, if, if they get developed into really great sales reps, all their problems will go away. Right. Like, and I, I make, I used to make this joke about being a professional cold caller because for the beginning of my career, I literally cold called four hours a day. When I was working with agents, I was cold calling four or five, six hours a day to get my appointments. Right. And I, I would make the joke. I'm like, I would tell people I'm a professional cold caller and I make a ton of money and they, Nobody ever once was like, how'd you get in? Do you think you know somebody that can get me into the cold calling industry? Like you think you can <laughs> hook me up? And um, the Ponoisms thing is just about building the brand of, of us helping people develop their systems. And it's about building an audience that whether it's first class real estate, EXP, you know, real LPT, Remax, like I don't really have any, you know, everybody's got a cool, cool niche for the right fit right like some people love this but we still want to help everybody and and if they come to us great and if they don't but they get value and they develop into better sales reps that's great too so that's really interesting that like you want to make like everybody hates cold calling like when they say like i don't want to cold call like that's one of the number one things when i have agents come in they're like, i don't want to cold call i don't want and i'm like you're not cold calling people went on the internet and said they want help you're you're help that's not you're giving calling. the people what they want. <laughs> You're giving the people what they want. 
there's a there's a huge misconception about cold calling and and i talked to the uh you know i've found that it's been one of the the most incredible blessings in my life and i'm really good at it because i have fun with it right like i don't go in there and be like oh i hate i hate my life today because i got my time block of prospecting for two hours like i go in there and i have fun with people and you make some really great connections. And, and mm-hmm. not that I'm trying to convince everybody to be uh, you know, a cold caller, but the reality is, is if you're in a real estate business, and I know it's a relationship business, you have to build relationships, but you still have to prospect because you are in a sales business. The business only moves forward when you sell a house. So yes, you need to develop relationships, but being a phenomenal salesperson will allow you to develop that stuff, whether you're door knocking, whether you're doing open houses, whether you're prospecting through cancel and expireds or FISBOs or, or circle dialing, whatever you're doing, if you can engage in active listening and provide solutions that'll help shake their, their um, mental, mental frame, right? Because so many times, well, I don't want to do an open house because I'm nervous about people coming in. Well, that's going to help you get more money, which is what you want. It's going to help you get a better comp, uh, c- competition around the terms so that you get really short windows and contingencies, right? So we have to engage in that active listening of why they're not moving forward. And it literally, I mean, cold calling is the most dollar productive activity you can do as a real estate agent. It literally can make you $2,500 an hour if you're great at it. And everybody in the market right now, they're struggling with um, they're struggling with their comfort zone and they're struggling with the rejection, but it doesn't have to be that it doesn't have to be horrible. It's just about your frame of mind and your perspective. And it also has to do with with just a couple little caveats that most people miss. What's those caveats? Because I'm I'm super into this right now. I'm like, how do you get people to want to cold call all people, right. please? All right. So <laughs> how so, do I make my people want to get on the phones and not be scared? All right. So here's how I start out every single call. I don't care if you're a new referral that I've never spoken to, an open house lead, every single cold call canceled, expired. I start out with this formula and it literally shifts the entire dynamic of how the conversation goes. And I'm going to frame normally what will happen uh, is somebody will call up and they'll say, you know, hi, Trisha, my name is Josh Pono. I'm with XYZ Realty. I noticed that your market had, uh, your property had come off the market. I'd let, I was curious when you're going to hire agents to, inter, you know, to get the property sold or, or something along that manner, right? Mm-hmm. Instantly- Stop calling me. You're the sixth person that called me. <laughs> exactly. And to that, I say, no kidding. I bet you got them hiding in your bushes. They're chasing your car down the street. They're coming out of the woodworks. That's incredible. Um, when it and that'll make them laugh, by the way. But right. what, I, what I what I do is I start out with familiarity, right? So like when we call up and like, hi, is this Trisha? No, this is some other woman that open that grabbed Trisha's cell phone is now answering for her, right? Like we start out with this like question mark, like we're hi, I'm Ron Burgundy, right? Remember? The <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. Right. So we start out with it where where I start out and I ch- and it changes the whole psychology of the calls. So you go, hey, Trisha. Like I've spoken to you a million times before. Hey, Trisha. Hi. Then I go. Look at her then face. I go She's into, like, hey. Then I go in to say my name with authority, right? Because I'm a badass agent, of course, right? I have to be because I'm cold calling at 8 a.m. in the morning. And I say, hey, Trisha, Josh Pono, good morning. Good morning. I want to talk to you now. Yeah, <laughs> right? And, and, I, and so what happens is, what happens is, is we have this psychological programming by, for most of us, right? When we were younger, if somebody says good morning to you, what are you supposed to say back? Good morning. Good morning. Right. It's programming. So now instead of their guard going up and being like, oh, this is a sales call right out the gate, they're like, who the heck is this like really positive person? 
Yeah. Right. It's too and early for this. It, <laughs> I have been yelled at with people. They're like, I'm hungover. Uh, but <laughs> don't be positive. I'm trying to get a margarita. Um, but in all seriousness, right? Like they'll, they'll say, they'll say like, and they'll say, Hey, good morning. And sometimes their programming kicks in. They're like, how are you now? Once they do that, I'm like, Oh, I'm doing lovely somewhere between phenomenal and fantastic, but it's early. I haven't figured out how about yourself today? I never start with, how are you? Because that's salesy. And I don't really care if you're in a bad mood or a good mood. I'll still help you sell your house if you need. Right. So it's an irrelevant question, but if I say to them, I'm doing lovely, they laugh, right? Because it's kind of weird to hear a man say he's doing lovely. Or I do the overly positive, I'm phenomenal or fantastic. Something just to be like warm and make them smile. It's incredibly hard to be pissed off at somebody when they're making you laugh and smile. Right? That's like true. when they're truly making you laugh and smile. And then you, you, read, the, you read the flow and you go one of two ways. Because sometimes people are like, ugh. Oh, I love your energy. What's up? And it's like, listen, I specialize in selling homes or I specialize in working in open houses or I specialize in helping referrals or I specialize in whatever it is, the, the lead. I specialize in helping people searching on Facebook for homes. I specialize in this, this, this. So there's the familiarity. I know you have X. So for cancel and expire, it's like, I know you've gotten four or five phone calls. I specialize in helping people just like yourself. I was curious, what's the story? But because the guard is down, they're like, all right, here's the deal, Josh. And they level with you. So then I go into, then you're in, then you're in the conversation. You're in problem. You're having problem a conversation. You're having a conversation, right? And it's because it, it's, it's warm and it's familiar. Same thing when it comes to uh, any lead source, you know, so many times they're like, well, these leads are all just searching. I'm like, well, of course, have you ever bought a house without searching? Right. right. Have you bought anything without going on Google and trying to see what's going on? Exactly. So, so when they, when they go, oh, I'm just looking, oh. That's fantastic. I love looking, working with people that look. How long you been looking? Right? Like, it's just about having fun and having that conversation and getting through, letting them know that you, you're comfortable with what you're doing. And your, your jabs, I just kind of, hey, that, you know, I've gotten 38 <laughs> phone calls this morning. I know, man. Is anybody hopping out of your bushes yet? Did you go to the water cooler and somebody popped in the water bottle this morning? It's been crazy. <laughs> Anyway, have listen. you filed a PPO yet? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and, and if they do that, it completely, and I'm training the agents, right? Like that's what the expired listing breakthrough course was all about of just helping people understand that if you can help people realize that you're totally comfortable with what you're doing, you're having a good time that in its, in itself completely differentiates you from 95% of the people calling. Absolutely. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, all of this hot fire is so wonderful we're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors and then we'll be right back all you listeners make sure you come right back here actually don't move don't move we'll be right back do you know more than 80 percent of real estate agents fail and quit in their first year of business mystarsacademy.com has set out to solve this problem by providing a convenient expert-based training and coaching program for both agents and brokers the Agent Accelerator program teaches agents everything they need to know to level up their business, have a constant flow of free leads, convert those leads into clients, and take those clients to the closing table and keep them coming back for more as repeat business. Our industry experts have years of proven success in the business and are here to share that gold through one-on-one -on -one coaching. This will help you achieve more structure and work-life balance. 
we will map you a plan you can follow which will guide you through the steps to scale and grow in both your business and personal life. Don't be a statistic. Visit MyStarsAcademy.com and enroll today so you can get the success you deserve. Everybody's got their target audience is what I've learned. I, yeah. used, I used to joke because people would say something like, like, you think you're really attractive. I'm like, no, I think I'm really attractive to a very small segment of the audience. I've learned how to identify them. And once I've identified that I'm in a conversation with that, then the confidence goes up because I know I'm talking to my target audience. Boom. Like, Mic drop. My target audience is my wife. That's my <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? That theory hasn't gone very, very, very well because I literally learned that. And then the next woman I met was my wife. And that was 11 years ago. oh my goodness all right thanks friends for sticking with us if you're just tuning in we got josh pono here who is an absolute powerhouse in the real estate industry and if you missed part one you're gonna want to hit that rewind button and go back and listen to all the hot fire that he just spit out of his mouth a few minutes ago so moving forward i'm gonna let trish pick a question out of the hat here oh well you know we've talked about you, you do some coaching obviously you're coaching businesses you're coaching your agents and things like that but you also run your own real estate brokerage what do you think sets your brokerage apart from like other brokerages out there like if someone's in your area and is looking for somebody why should they come to you what do you think uh so if you're like because first class real estate's a franchise model i bought into the franchise to open up 25 offices i opened up the first one with it the reason why i picked it is because it's the leanest model out there and they take care of a lot of the stuff that bogs new owners down or bogs offices down, like recruiting, technology, uh, marketing support, stuff like that. And it's all built in and it's super, super affordable in comparison to all the other brokerages out there. And it's why it's one of the fastest growing in the country. For agents, you know, each franchise has their own value props and their own models and, and um, they have their own, their own um, amenities, so to speak, that come with it. For us, Um, In San Diego, it comes down to, uh, I personally, you know, this is a really important thing to me. I always wanted to have my own uh, culture and team. And I always, you know, worked at all these different offices. I was always a top producer. And I always felt like the, the company treated the top producers and treated the sales reps like they were expendable. And I realized that they were always the heartbeat of the organization. And so for me, um, people that work with me, they, they realize like this is more than just, you know, profit. You know, I could have gone to EXP and, and chased the downlines. I could have gone to real and done these things. And, and for me, it's more about, again, going back to my mission of like, I want to build the reputation that when you come to the offices that I own, when you are coming in and plugging in every day, we truly are working on developing people into better reps because once they become a better salesperson, a better, uh, better real estate agent, then they can actually start to do all the things that they got in the business to do in the first place. Right. And so we really, we really focus on the foundation and we, we basically offer, um, you know, if, if you want to go to a team, you're going to pay 50, 50 everywhere you go, right? Like you'll get leads, you'll get technology, you'll get this. We offer, like I offer all that stuff at a fraction of the cost of what it would be, but you're running your own business. So like, I don't have a Josh Pono team, um, but I act as a team leader to all these individual agents and these smaller teams that are growing their brand, their business. So they get the best of both worlds where you're getting support, you're getting resources, you're getting leads, you're getting coaching, you're getting development. 
you're not paying 50 50 you're paying something much more affordable so you can take that extra money and put it back into your brand to grow the long-term stuff as well and so that's kind of what we're and we're, we're, that's kind of what we're building out here in San Diego. But first class has a lot of different uh, options for a lot of different people that, you know, is very, very skinny, very affordable. And it's, it's not for everybody. You know, there's a lot of people that want to do the MLM stuff and they want to go with EXP and real and all that stuff. And that's awesome. It's great. I got friends killing it, crushing it there. Um, but we've got our own little, little niche we're carving out. I love that you brought that up, like the culture and stuff, because we were just talking about how culture matters and, um, I came, I came from a bigger team and it was, it was not, it was not the culture fit that elite realty was for me. And we were just talking about the culture that Trisha and Andy have built over at elite realty. And it's much like what you are preaching is a lot of guidance, a lot of support and basically filling the gaps that the other brokerages have left open. Yeah, yeah. And that's one thing I try to tell agents a lot. Like, I'll have an agent come in an interview with me and they're like, well, what's your splits? What's your caps? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, listen, 100% of nothing is still nothing, bro. So, like, let that sink in for a little bit. If you haven't been coached, if you haven't been trained, if you haven't been developed, like, exactly what you're saying, like, building that yeah. business, if none of that's been done, you can get 90%. You can get 100%. Because you know what your broker's doing? They're doing nothing. If you want yeah. me to do absolutely nothing and just put your license on the wall, well, number one, I won't do it. It because that's how you get a whole bunch of complaints. Um, yeah. But number two, like this isn't the fit for you. I'm not that I'm not the one, you know. But I think, too, the other thing is, is that um, from what I'm hearing from from Josh and what I know about, obviously, our office is like what we were talking about the other day when uh, we had our leadership and development meeting is like we don't just want people who want to be real estate agents. We want people who want to be better people. Yeah, we build better people. We build better yeah. people. And that's one re that's a huge reason why I love Elite so much is because you coaching with you, working with Andy, like the culture, like just everything. You've seen my life change. I went from living in the trough of sorrows, living hand to mouth and to meet me at the gym every Monday morning. Exactly. So doing stuff that doing stuff that I would swear I would never do that I used to laugh my ass off at you for and yep. now here we go we're making so, him drink the Kool-Aid Josh two two things two things to that right one I recognize that about your brokerage in the, and just from your digital footprint I recognize that that was a, a similar similar thing that both of us really focused on that's that's the first thing so like I it's it's not only visible from people within but it's visible on the outside which is awesome the, <laughs> the second the second thing to that is when I was uh so I was a uh, at, at Z57, I, I had sold a bunch of websites and I was like burned out a little bit and I became a trainer um, where every 30 days we'd get 20 new people and I teach them about websites and the program and how to sell other agents. And uh, I wanted to go, I was always somebody that was like next level, next level, next level, next level. Even when I wasn't ready, I constantly biting off more than I could chew. I was killing it as a coach. And what they would do as a coach is they'd give us like three or four reps and say, hey, see if you can develop them. And I wasn't known as somebody that was like fundamentally sound. I was kind of known as a little bit of a, a wild card outside the box kind of guy. And I was just beating everybody. And the uh, director of sales came up to me. He's like, Josh, what are you doing that's working so well? Because we want to implement it. And the first thing that came to mind, I was like, I just make people feel good about themselves. Mm. Like, like the first and foremost, people like, how do I become better at sales rep? you could change nothing about what you're doing on the phone. You could still be a horrible sales rep. I've met a lot of them, but they're very <laughs> happy. 
They're very happy and they just enjoy what they're doing and people will work with you because the energy is right. So when it comes to like culture and salespeople, the first thing that we focus on is like, let's just like, let's just remind you of how awesome you are in all these other areas. And let's just shut that voice up that says you're not good enough and says that you're never going to be, or let's get rid of the baggage that you're carrying from where you, wherever you came from. And let's start enhancing the areas that'll make, make a impact the best. And then, and then we'll turn you into an assassin a little bit later, you know, but that, <laughs> that culture and that just feeling good about showing up to work and knowing that you're going to be working with somebody that isn't going to rip you alive because you made a mistake or isn't going to treat you like a number or is going to be there with you at seven o'clock when you're freaking out and there's a panic and you they got to get on the phone because it's a multiple offer situation and they want you to remove a prey, blah, 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 right? Like in those moments, they know they're supported and they know they're loved. And, and I think that's the biggest thing of like, we, I, I show vulnerability with the people too, right? Yeah. Like, I'm drinking from a fire hose. I got three or four companies coming on. They, you know, when I opened up the office, people were like, do you know anything about running an office? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to figure it out some way, somehow. That's right. Yeah, they're like, do, do you even have E&O insurance? I'm like, there's got to be a guy that sells this stuff, right? Like, I mean, gotta, <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's car insurance, there's house insurance. Who's your E&O guy? You don't even have E&O insurance? Well, get it. I mean. It's a, what, a phone call? You got, I'm sure there's like an online link or something. It'll be fine. Exactly. I love that so much. So speaking of those things, we always like to ask um, if you could share what tools you use to keep your personal and professional life from completely going off the rails because you have a lot going on. Just like I know we have a lot going on and yeah. I live and die by my Google calendar and I know you do too, Trish. <laughs> so what tools do you use that you could share with our audience that maybe they, maybe they're not using, or maybe you could double down on the damn Google calendar. <laughs> Get organized. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I actually use a paper calendar. Uh, oh, uh, yeah sacrilege huh so i use a paper calendar and it's funny because sometimes people are like all right could you send me a, uh, could you send me a link and an invite for that meeting i'm like do you want me to take a picture of my calendar and text it to you or like you know because <laughs> i use this paper calendar because it, it i find that it helps me plan out the week mm. and the and one of the tools that i use is my wife and i michelle on sunday we sit down and we plan out what's going on that week and i yes. i start with I start with the activities. Uh, first off, we probably we try to get two to three date nights a month, and I think it's yeah. absolutely so. Like I go, I go into the things that are most important, right? So first thing is like, all right, when are we get our date nights, when's that getting scheduled in? Because if I got to work in this world and I can't even date my wife or be with my kids, then what's the point? So right. we start out with the date nights. Then we go to what what events the kids got going on that I need to be to, whether it's Taekwondo practice or hockey practice. Then I move to my hockey games, right? And those are those are strategically placed at night. That's one of the great things about hockey is a lot of the men's leagues are at night. Then we go into um, office. Like I just literally structure out the whole week so that the most important things are there. And that keeps me to where it's like, okay, I've got those priorities. And then I'm disciplined about it. When people say, you know, Hey, I, I got to go see this home at four or five and I've got hockey practice with the kids. I say, Hey, I'm at an appointment. I can't make it. I said, but what I can do is I can get an agent to show you the property or I can be available as early as 7am the next day. Right. And I just move those pieces around. Um, physical fitness. Go ahead. Or is that a, I have a question a, Yeah. while we're on the, while we're on the subject of the paper, the paper planner, do you use a pencil? Please tell me yeah. you use a pencil. 
A hundred percent because. Okay, good. The, okay, you can yeah, move on because so, whew, I was concerned no, there for a second. No, that's, that's, a really, <laughs> that's a really good point though because so the, the story behind this is that Gary Keller still uses a, a paper calendar and my mentor at my previous business was a prodigy of Gary Keller and and Gary was in this thing where he was like, I'm gonna use uh, I'm gonna use my electronic one. And he's like, let's play this game. I'll write what my net worth is on the table, close up, face down, you write your net worth, we'll switch, and whoever has the highest one will use their time management system. And so I just ran with it. Um, but yes, you have to use a pencil because it's guaranteed. <laughs> And this is funny because there's been times where I don't have a pencil and I'm like, there's no way this meeting's moving. I'm going to go ahead and put this one in pen. This one's safe every single time something happens to that meeting in pen. Yep. So, yep. so I got a 20 pack of pencils everywhere. There's 15 pencils lying around the house. They're, they're in the couch cushions. Uh, there are some, there are some consequences of this, this, this program, but, um, and then the other rule is if you, if you erase it, you have to replace it. Right. Because, mm -hmm. because it, it made the calendar for a reason. So if you're right. going to if you're going to erase it, and that goes across the board, right? If you got to erase the the wife's if date night gets interrupted for some sort of drastic reason, then it gets replaced. And as long as you do that, you have a good shot of at least moving the ball down the road consistently. I yeah, and so I love much. that you draw those boundaries, and you're not afraid to because I think that especially with newer agents, you're, you want to, you want to please and you want to close and you want to do, 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 do. But like you said, if you let your personal life go to trash, then like your business is going to eventually go to trash too. Cause you're going to be depressed and you won't be able to sell anything. And it's so, so important to exactly what you said. Very easy. I have an appointment from four to five. Like it's under everybody in the entire universe understands if you have an appointment four to five, you have an appointment four to five, right? Like, yeah, and I think ahead. that the people who don't, they're not a good fit for you. Right. And I think that's a huge thing for new agents is, like you just said, agents, new agents are afraid to turn down mm -hmm. business because they're like, well, when is the next fish going to come down the river? You know, but it's like if you spend all your time working to catch this fish when it's really not a good fish for you, then look at all of the other fish that were, I don't want to say easier to catch, but we're maybe hanging out in the part of the river where you like to stand. Yeah. Or the other thing that you said that I often do is if I have a client that's like out of area or I know their schedule is going to be super demanding, when we do that buyer's consult, I will let them know like, hey, listen, I'm your girl. I'm going to be your best friend. I'm going to be by your side this whole time. But on yep. occasion, somebody else might open the door for you. And then I'm going to call you afterwards and be like, hey, how'd it go? Blah, blah, blah. Like, don't yep. be afraid to share with somebody else because half of something or 10%... A little bit of something is better than nothing. Right. So share with somebody else. They're probably going to share with you later anyways, right? For sure. Cool. For sure. Teamwork makes dream work. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, and that really goes back to, um, that really goes back to the sales skills and the prospecting time, right? Because when, when you know that you know how to get on the phone or door knock or do lead generation, and you know how you go to convert appointments, you don't operate with this mindset of scarcity. And you're so good at what you do that, people will wait for you, right? Like, mm -hmm. and that's, that's the thing of like, well, what if they leave me? If they leave me, then I haven't done a great job at building value with them. If, if they leave me, then I probably missed a step. And there have been times where people are like, well, if you're not going to be available, I'm not interested in working with you. And I look back and I'm like, oh man, I, I cut so many corners on this one. I thought it was a slam dunk. I thought I was, I was mm -hmm. just moving too quick. And all of a sudden it's biting me in the butt. And I go, you know what? I'm accountable next moving forward, but I'm, I'm not going to tell my kids and, and now granted, listen, there are definitely times where, especially in this market with the inventory we have property comes up, 
seller decides that they're going to be on the market for a week, but they're only allowing showings between 11 and one on a Saturday. Right. And yeah, all those are fun. Are, yeah. Like, and so there are those times where, and none of the agents are available to help. And I've got to go maybe move and adjust things. But at the same time, again, if you erase it, you replace it. I love that theory. I like it a lot. Um, so speaking of clients, what do you think is the secret sauce to keeping your clients happy? Um, a lot, like, like you said, like you said, Trisha is like, you let them know I'm going to be here with you. I'm going to be here with you. And no matter whether it's good or it's bad or it's ugly and real estate can get a little turbulence here and there, I'm never going to leave your side and I'm never going to not show up. And I'm never going to hide the truth for you. Cause I'm afraid that it, it, it'll mean that I won't win or that you won't get the results that you want. I'm going to trust that you're logical, you're reasonable, and we can make great decisions together. And I'm going to be there with you. Um, it also comes back to uh, being being there at the critical moments, right? Like there's sometimes where you can let something slide for a day. There's sometimes where it needs attention right now. And I a, a situation like that is like when you, uh, you know, if you were to see a property and the buyer says, I want to make an offer and you like, cool, I'll get you comps tomorrow and we'll figure it out tomorrow. And they lose the house because of you. Like that kind of stuff is unacceptable. Um, that you just have to know when you have to be there and you can never let a client lose a house. You can never let a client, like, it's okay to lose a house. If you did everything that was possible, you were there on time. Like punctuality is really important, right? There's so many different things that go into like, what makes a fantastic agent, um, accountability, right? Commitment, right? Yeah. Like, like if you want to build a business and you want to have a great reputation with clients, then you have to, you know, people say under promise and over deliver. It's like promise amazing expectations and then over deliver on that. Mm. Like, tell me, tell them exactly what you're going to do. And then, wow, don't sell yourself short just so you look good. Yeah. And you kind of touched on it. Like, you know, you've unpacked your business and, and stuff like that. How do you feel about the current market? Cause this is a question like people will be like, Oh, how's your business? And I'm like, it's fantastic. And they just like, what? Yeah. They're like, how's the real, I love when people ask me, so what's the real estate market? Like, is it good? I'm like, the real estate market is the real estate market. Like it just literally is. I don't look at it as good market, bad market. I look at it as it just is. And I feel like all these agents who are walking around, it's a bad market. It's a bad market. It's a bad market. Well, they weren't properly trained like we were, like you were to say, okay, well, the market was quote unquote great. So now we have to make a pivot. So now maybe because there's less sellers, now maybe we're working with some renters, but you can always make that up. Like there's always more business. There's always more money. There's always more people to work with. Well, Kylie just answered your question. I'm sorry. <laughs> she did it better than I was going to do it. So, uh, it. Like what she said. I didn't mean what, to. I'm what, sorry. Yeah. yeah what I didn't Kylie mean to said. steal your thunder um, there. <laughs> I think, you know, this market is uh, obviously much, much different than we were experiencing in 2021, right? Yeah. Like there was a FOMO in the air where buyers, you know, buyers were, you know, like you didn't have to bulletproof a transaction because even if they found a $10,000 issue in the house, they're like, well, the other homes have already appreciated 25. And, and if I leave now, I might not even get back into escrow and I've got my rate locked in, like screw it. I'll take the fact that the house isn't grounded and it has an electrical system from 1945. I'll deal with it later. Or there were dead right? bodies in the basement. I'll just, yeah, I'll just, just give yeah, me the house. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they at least use a little bit of salt on them. It'll be fine. Like, we'll just keep going. But <laughs> sprinkle some you know, lye. We'll be just yeah, fine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, we'll just put it in the RR that we want them removed prior to the close of escrow. We'll <laughs> so, um, 
you know, it, it's a challenging market. Uh, and what what I, I kind of like about it is that we that excellence is going to shine more than ever. Mm. Right. Preach. Like like I can't tell you how much and, and I I'm so positive, like I have a, a really cynical mind and I have a very um, dark sense of humor sometimes. But like I would be cracking up when you would see the new listing agent that's never sold a home in her entire life. And she's on, on Facebook and it's 2021. And she's like, if you need a buyer, if you need an agent with amazing service and and, and knows how to, to market real estate properties, $100,000 over 17 offers, no contingencies. I know how to get it done. And it's like my monkey a monkey could have gotten that right. Like, right. <laughs> like, like for the first time ever, somebody's like, actually, you know, I'm going to do it for sale by owner. I'm like, I got nothing. You're, you're going to win. Right. Like it's going <laughs> to sell like it, you will, you will navigate it and you don't need to know anything like that was the case. Now it's going to expose a lot of people. It's going to expose a lot of people because now buyers have concerns. Now sellers have concerns. Agents are, are, are stressed out. Like you need to be excellent at understanding your process and educating everybody. And you need to be just a savant. That's like, yeah, yeah. The whole house around me, it's really on fire. Ooh, it's getting a little warm, but we'll be okay. It's fine. <laughs> right? Like you need to be able to be in that position. And so for, for people like us, right, where we're out there helping educate, educate agents, we're out there helping educate clients. It's going to be like, uh, the, the book shift, right? Mm. Great book talks about the law of equilibrium talks about how, you know, people come into the market based on the perceived income that agents, the real estate agents make. So we've been facing all these people coming into the business because they think it's like house hunters show three homes, buyer chooses one, no competition guaranteed to get the house. Right. right. And, and now, and now we have these agents that are leaving the business because they didn't develop their skill set, They didn't get the right results. And it's really tough because now you got to work twice as hard to get the same amount of money right? Because now wow. the transactions are lower. So it's going to create a really great opportunity that is, is tough right now. But it's one of those areas where if you look at all the people, and, and we could go down a list of the people that are doing, you know, I've got a team that does a 1000 sales, 500 sales, 600 sales, like if you look at these people, they were they were working their tails off in 09, 2010, 11, 12, 13, they were fighting through. And then when the market took off, so did their business. Mm. Right. And they leverage that. So not that I think we're in any type of situation like that. I mean, we've got an inventory challenge that is going to be really difficult to eradicate due to people locked in at two and a half upsides and downsides. And that's going to be a problem. Competition and, and demand is going to be high, even though the interest rates are uh, a lot higher than they have been. But it's a great opportunity to just kind of weather the storm, keep bringing in money, keep prospecting and prepare for some greater growth that you'll have a lot of wind in your sails coming soon. You just got to align yourself with the right people so that you have the right support and right, right resources. Oh, I love that. And it, it, oh, everything you said was just so hot fire because it's like, <laughs> yes, you are who you surround yourself with. And I think agents forget that they're like, oh, I want, you know, this name on my sign. Who cares? I've never had a buyer be like, I only want to see KW homes. Does it happen, dude? <laughs> no. Like you need to be around people that are going to make you a better you. That's what you should be asking. When you go to interview at a brokerage, that's what you should be asking. How do does Elite Realty or ideally state like how do you make me a better me? Right? That should be Trisha. the question. Trisha, check this out. In six years of selling real estate, I was at Big Block, 
I was at Keller Williams. I was at Douglas Elliman. I was at Altman Brothers. I was at uh, uh, First Class Real Estate. Most of my clients don't even know what brokerage I'm at. They're like, where are you at this week, Josh? Right? <laughs> we're going to follow you. Yeah, we're going to follow you. And, and um, I knew that getting into real estate, which is where it's like I, I joined a, a discount brokerage out here that's pretty big. And I knew that a lot of brokers didn't offer re re resources, right? And a lot of these brokers out there, they're charging $30,000 a year, 20% per in perpetuity, and they want to sell you on their brand being the bigger picture. And, and guess what? You know what? I get that for like the high-end luxury stuff, right? Like some of the high-end luxury, like especially out in New York, that stuff matters, right? But for yeah. most markets, right? And that's, that's not because it matters to the consumers. That's because the brokers made it matter. And they did a phenomenal job at selling their brand and, and providing, you know, like Manhattan hasn't had an MLS ever really, right? Like they've got the lock on it. And so like that stuff doesn't matter though, because if you're providing really great resources to people, if you're building relationships with people, they could care less whether you're here, there, or anywhere. Like that's the question though, that agents have to ask is like, if you're spending $30,000 at your brokerage, and they are not helping you get more clients. They are not helping you develop and grow your business. They are not investing in leads for you. If they're not doing that, then what are you paying them for? Mm. Mic drop. Yeah. I'm in the office every day. I know. You do every day. <laughs> All right. Well, we got three minutes here. Um, there are still so many questions to go through. I know. There I is. We're going to have to have you back on the show, Josh. We only yes. got to have our questions because you're spitting a hot fire. Yeah, we want to just squeeze all of the experience and knowledge and hot fire out of you. I want to ask, though, what advice would you give to an agent who wants to just toss in the towel and quit? Uh, I did a video the other day, and um, it came out, and it was uh, I think it was uh, for uh, Instagram. And it was just like, hey, for those of you out there killing it and crushing it in your business, congratulations. And for those of you struggling, just understand that this is where everybody gives up. This is where everybody throws in the towel and um, again, goes back to burning the boats, right? Like just keep, if, if this is what you want, if you truly want to be in this business and you truly want to be an entrepreneur and you truly want to be successful, like, like the idea of going back to a nine to five crushes you, then just get yourself in alignment with somebody that can help you prospect and spend all day prospecting. I got an agent that uh, is, he just went part-time real estate and, and he was, he was struggling. His pipeline dried up. He got hit by the market shift. He wasn't putting in the effort to prospect. And I was with him in the office going, man, listen, you got to dial, you got to, you got to door knock, you got to do something, get after it. And he was just struggling like, ah, oh, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It wasn't okay. He had to go get a nine to five. I called him yesterday just to check in on him. Like, Hey man, how's the new gig? He's like, dude, I'm prospecting. He's, he's selling websites to doctors. And he's like, I'm prospecting from nine to four every day. He's like, if I put half this much energy as, as I am now in my own business, I wouldn't be here. And I hate this nine to four. And I was like, dude, you've got the access to dialers, scripts, four to six every day. You've got weekends. Like I will literally work with you. You set the, the appointment. ISAs normally take 10%. You set the appointment. I'll give you 30%. I'll do all the work on the listing. I'll go take the appointment. I'll get you back in. And then once you get some deals closed, you're prospecting at nights, you're prospecting on the weekends and you can get back in. So it's like, just go out and go harder than you think you can, harder than you think you have to meet people and just keep asking them, can I help you buy, sell or invest in real estate? You will, just grit, you will just grit your way to success. And then you take that check and you just 
put it in your pocket and you eat ramen and you don't do anything, right? Like you just save the money and you get another one and you get another one and you build up your six month safety net and you get back after it. I love um, that so much. That's um, so great. Thanks everybody for joining us. Thanks, Josh. It's been such a lovely time. You're such a lovely you're fellow. Lovely. <laughs> Josh's info will be in the show notes so you can go and find him anywhere. You love people to find you at specifically Josh. Uh, the best place that they can go and get a ton of stuff for free without any like hooks or value systems. Just go to the YouTube Ponoisms channel. I take all my content and put it on there. It's all the trainings that we're doing. It's just, and it's it's not branded to this brokerage or that brokerage. It's just, it's just me giving back. I love it so much. Thanks, friends, for listening and tune in. Uh, hit that subscribe button, like, listen, share. Help us grow the show. Share the show. And uh, we drop fresh stuff every Thursday, so come back next week. Bye. We thank you so much for joining us today on the Elite Live with Trish and Kylie. Be sure to share the episode with a friend so we can continue bringing you more great tips on grit, grace, and real estate. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook. We hope the ideas we share continue to help you build an empire and leave a legacy.